Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 104 of the Pause.com Entertainment Podcast. We are your hosts, Tony. And I am Lou, and uh, we're sorry that this is a little bit late. We have been experiencing some technical difficulties and scheduling difficulties. Yes, lots of difficulties. This is the little episode that could. Could what? Or almost never was. <laughs> or something like that. Um, so what's going on? Uh, nothing. I just got over a severe bout of stomach flu. And you know what caused it? No, but I will never be able to eat Reese's peanut butter cups again. That was the last thing you ate. Huh? That was the last thing I ate. Yeah, that's not cool. I I remember one time when I got food poisoning. It was right after I had eaten at uh, a place called Smoky Bones Barbecue. Smoky Bones. Remember that place? No. Oh. <laughs> and I I was never able to go back there again. Even though up until that point I loved that restaurant, but I could never. You yeah. just you can't go back. Yeah. You can't go back. It's sad when it's something like Reese's peanut butter cups, which up until yesterday was my favorite candy of all time. What if it would have been like pizza? That'd be even worse. Yeah, that would be. Because you don't want to not be able to eat pizza. As a child, day. I got sick on uh, chicken pot pie. Yep. To this chicken day, pie. to this day, I cannot eat chicken pot pie. Me either, but it's only because I don't like it. Yeah. Uh, doesn't it have that that weird stuff in it? Chicken pot pie, that that weird gelatinous goop. No, no, that weird. What's that weird? Um, oh, vegetables. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> that's a list of things you don't like. A no, long I, list. No, of no, things no. You don't like. I do. As a matter of fact, last night I was gonna make um, I was gonna make a pasta dish, which was like rigatoni with uh, sort of a a pesto crusted chicken, sauteed uh-huh. chicken with sauteed um zucchini and eggplant but then uh amy made mac and cheese there you go <laughs> so, so i ended up not making it. i'm gonna make it tonight though um i'm actually looking forward to it doesn't that sound good yeah so anyway um don't forget people you can visit us on facebook which you should do and have people done this uh yes we have well we have one little oh okay. one little thing and what is that uh actually we have two if i throw in that mike said his kids did find hugo boring <laughs> Whatever. How old are his kids? Do we know? Uh, yes, they're like junior high age. I want to say. Oh, okay. Well, of course they're gonna find it boring. It's a kids movie. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, we won't dwell on that. Um, also, Jason, this is really funny. Uh, Jason and his wife Kim, aka Beth, <laughs> right? Uh, just started watching The Good Wife on DVD. They're currently on season one. One thing we noticed is that in several episodes, characters use the word phone as a verb instead of call. For example, why didn't you phone me? Their question to us is, is this a Chicago thing? Because that's where the show is set. Here in Texas, they say call. Thoughts on the issue or the show in general? Uh, I believe that whoever wrote this uh, was not from around here. Yeah, because, because we don't say, I believe we, don't we say, say call. Yeah, we I mean, do. I've heard phone, but... No, I don't know anybody who says that. I don't know a single person who says that. That's why I think it's always funny. You can always tell when something was written by somebody who lives in L.A. when they talk about, like, even if it's set in Chicago or New York, because they'll say, take the 290. Nobody says the in front of a highway number around here. That's a West Coast thing. So I still, from when I lived there, I still do that. Yeah. I'll still say 290. And it sounds really weird. It sounds weird to people here because we don't say the. In front of it. We just say take 290 West until blah, blah, blah. Whatever. But we will pluralize all stores. For example, the Best Buys. <laughs> That's mostly our parents' generation, though. <laughs> and we've made or fun the, of it. Or we're, the Jewels or the, the jewels, Walgreens. The Walgreens. <laughs> Go over to the Walgreenses. <laughs> but but what I love is, is, um, is how people will pluralize 
the name of a place that almost to make it sound like it's somebody's name. Right. Like, okay, let's say there's a place called Jameson's, right? Because there's a restaurant called Jameson's. All right, well, you'd say Jameson's because that's the name of the place. But, like, my friends used to own a restaurant called Zinfandel, and people would say, yeah, we're going over to Zinfandel's later. It's like, Zinfandel's? Right. <laughs> there's only one of them, and it's not possessive, and it's not plural. Oh, that drives me crazy. That's actually a big pet peeve of mine. So I don't do that unless I'm making fun of my parents, <laughs> which happens more often than I would care to admit. Um, but no, uh, to answer your question, that is not a Chicago thing. It is thing. not a Chicago Whoever thing. Whoever wrote that was a crazy person, is my guess. In fact, you should stop watching it. You probably should stop watching yeah. it. Just because, uh, isn't Juliana Margulies on that? Yeah. yeah, you should stop watching just Although that, that name is very fun to say. So Juliana continue watching Margulies. because of that. Juliana it's not as Margulies. fun to say as Francisco. Francisco. <laughs> uh, do you want to get right into video games? Let's get right Let's in. Let's shall. I guess time to start then, huh? As always. Uh, well, we have both been playing more Skyrim. Yes, that's true. You can play Skyrim forever, actually. You you really could, although if you did that, it would not be much fun because the only things that are left to do at the end are repeating quests that are so menial that they're not even fun. Is that where you time. are right now? <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, yeah, mostly. Uh, there are two two things that I know that I can do that I haven't done yet. One is to get married. Uh-huh. Um, the problem I'm having with that is I bought the amulet that lets you get married a long time ago in the game, and I don't remember where I put it. Ah, uh, I remember seeing it just recently because I was going through a bunch of containers looking for something. So you can't get married unless you have this amulet? Yeah, because when once you wear the amulet, then people approach you and show interest in you, oh. and then you can propose to one of them. And I wonder if I've ever gotten that. Was it's it- uh, the amulet of Mara that you get at the... Oh, shoot. What city is it in? I can't remember. I think it's Riften, the Temple of Mara in Riften. Okay. But, um, and I know I have it because, like I said, I just saw it recently, but I can't remember where I put it because I have like four or five houses. Right. So I don't remember which house. Oh, whoa. I don't remember which house and which container it's in. And then another thing is uh, I have not yet found all the stones of Berenzaia. Ah. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Really? I think those, like, they have a hole in them? No. So you know. probably have no idea what I'm talking about. It's probably really not. windy out today, by the way. Yeah. I just wanted to point that out. So in case you hear something <laughs> blow away, that's why. <laughs> um, no, the Stones of Baron's Eye are these kind of reddish-orange stones that are kind of, they look like uh, gems, kind of. Uh-huh. And you find them in random places, and then you take them to one of the people in the Thieves Guild, and she tells you that they're kind of worthless on their own, but if you find all 24 Oh, of them, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, yeah. I've found two, I think. Yeah, I think I've found nine. So I might go back and try to find the rest of them, or I'll probably just look it up just so I can do right. it. Right. Because... At that point, yeah. Really? Because they can be anywhere. They could be in a cave, you know? They could be right. in somebody's room in a hotel or something. So and there are probably just 24, so you'd have to right. find... Yeah. You'd have to find every last one of them, right. so I'll probably look it up. But the other thing that... I don't know if I've done is I don't think I've gotten all of the uh, dragon priest masks. I I know I have a few of them, mm-hmm. but I feel like because I feel like every time you go into a place that has one of those doors that has the sort of oblivion symbol on it, mm-hmm. that you should find one of the walls that has the words on it. And I've been into a number of those places where I never found anything. Right. So I I have a feeling that I haven't found all those places yet. So I kind of want to look that up too. Um, what about you? What have you done? Um, as in, far as Skyrim, in Skyrim, yeah. Uh, 
I went back to do more of the Thieves Guild quests. Yeah. I did a little more of the main quests. The dragon or the civil war? The dragon. Okay. Um, like I learned the, uh, what's it called? Thum. The shout that brings. Uh, oh, dragon the, rend? Dragon rend. Yeah. That's very handy. Yeah. Because, you know, when they're flying around uh-huh. and you just want to kill them. Right. Sometimes you got to chase them down and that lets you not have to chase them yeah, down. That's nice. Yeah. It's handy. It's very handy. Um, but I'm having fun. I've uh, that would have been a good shout to have when you're like 21 and going to try to pick up people at bars. You just like yell something that makes them just stop so that they have to listen to you. <laughs> yeah. Do you think? I don't think that would work as well in our world. <laughs> uh, and they wonder why so many people want to just spend all their time in video games. But I have a lot more to do, so I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Taking it in small pieces right now because I've been playing other stuff. I've also been playing uh, SSX, which just came out last week. Yeah, is it very tricky? Um, yes. Yeah. Yes. It is. I have not played that yet. Now, did you say there's a demo that I can get? Yes. Okay. There is a demo. All right. And I'm enjoying it. I can't say I'm in. I'm in. I am enjoying it as much as SSX three. Okay. But I am enjoying it. Which one was tricky? Was that the first one? That was like two. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, three is my favorite. Yeah. But uh, what I like about this one is it has a online component where um, there's all these different challenges online. So if you have any other friends that have the game, I have one other friend that has the game on 360. I got okay. it on 360. And uh, so I can see how he ranked, and I can try to rank above him, and then he sent me, like, challenges. Oh, that's And he's cool. beat me in, like, every challenge. I don't know how he's scoring as high as he is. Monkeys but, and robots. Um, yes, that's it. That's how I beat all my opponents. Um, but... Uh, but that element of it is a lot of fun. Yeah. There's also a lot of variation to it, which is a plus and a minus. I mean, in in some uh, on some mountains you need like an oxygen tank, and some mountains you need like ice hooks and like. Right. I mean, I get the novelty of it, but yeah, I would have preferred they just keep it more simple. Yeah, yeah, I understand what you're saying. But um, you know, but I'm enjoying it. I would like to go back sometime and do the rest of the multiplayer in Portal. Portal yes, 2. we need to do that. Because we only did a little bit of that, and it was kind of cool. Yeah, it was I like that. Cool. So we should do the rest of that at some point. Um, I also have played... It, it's only available right now for PlayStation Plus members, but um, the game Journey... Now, um, is it the same as the old Journey arcade game? No. <laughs> Based on the rock group Journey? No. Oh. No, this is by the makers of Flower, and I have to say the game is pretty much the game of Flower. So if you've played Flower, you've played Journey. Okay. It's just different setting. Um, but like Flower, it's very uh, it's very relaxing and very ethereal, mm-hmm. and uh, it's very it's it's mellow gameplay. It'll chill you out. Yes. Yeah. And from what I understand, I was reading reviews of it. It only lasts a little over two hours. Okay. Um. So that's kind of not worth fifteen dollars, but no, I don't think so. But uh, but you know, it is beautiful, and just the movement is very like it's there's a satisfaction to it. It's uh, enchanting and mystifying and perhaps even, yeah like if you uh, play in the dark with the with the sound really high it, it you do get a sort of meditation from that's it. kind of cool yeah but do i mean if possibly you're looking, the developer is hypnotizing people into like doing things very like, possible that they wouldn't normally but do. uh but i will say if you're looking for something action-packed this is not that game right <laughs> it doesn't sound no like i think it. i preferred flower a little more because flower had some more variance to it right so uh i don't know it's fun yeah i like the movement of it because you can kind of you have with this one. I don't remember in Flower, but with this one, you can either like tilt the controller to move, or you can use the sticks. Okay. So I like 
those uh, options yeah. open to me. Now, I was going back to when you were talking about Tricky. What made you decide to get it on the Xbox instead of the PlayStation? Because I prefer, just because of how the controller feels in my hand, I prefer driving games on the 360. Okay. So I assumed that Since I would feel the same about okay. this. And, yeah. And because I do no find the 360 controller to be much more comfortable. It is. Because the, the, the PS3 one is kind of kind of bony feeling. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Feels like you're grabbing an emaciated skull and using it to control the yeah. on-screen action. Nobody wants to do and that. And I like a trigger as opposed to a button. Right. Um, 360 has triggers. On the bottom. Yes. Right. PS3 has buttons. On the shoulders. Shoulders. Okay. Does the 360 also have shoulder buttons? I don't remember. Yes. Okay. Just but one? The, but the PlayStation has two shoulder buttons. Right. The 360 has triggers. And the action on those shoulder buttons is a little funky, I've noticed. On the 360? Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. On the PS3. Those shoulder buttons, they're, they're kind of funky. Like, the springs feel weird to me. I have never noticed that. Yeah. Yeah. But I do like the trigger better, too. Yeah. Especially, like you said, for driving games. Yeah. Because there's... you. I, I've always right. felt like you can control it really well. Yeah. You know, it's you not... You can pull the trigger halfway, whereas how do you press a button halfway? Yeah, that doesn't make even yeah. any sense. Right. Really. Um, all right. And is that it for video games? That's it for me. Okay, so I did play about an hour of, speaking of the PS3, of Uncharted, Drake's Deception, the third one. And now I'm really starting to enjoy it. And and I really, I really enjoy, even though I haven't done that much of it, I really enjoy the sort of room puzzles and area puzzles that they come up with and the challenge level of them seems appropriate. Like it, you know, it gets harder, but it never seems impossible. Right. And so I've really had a lot of fun with that. And, you know, some of the things is just getting used to the environment because I haven't played the other two. So I don't know, you know, that whole thing where you go through the learning process of figuring out what's allowed in that world. Right. You know, so some, so some of that has caught me up a little bit. Um, Like I was in this warehouse and, I couldn't figure out how to get down to the floor. I kept dying every time I'd fall down. And then I realized this one window that I was hanging on, I could climb up and over to the other side into another room and then drop down from there. Right. So, you know, stuff like that I I uh struggled with a little bit. But it's it's cool and I really like the environments. They're they're very clever and the dialogue is pretty good. Um I You'll especially enjoy the change of scenery like every like scene, let's say. Yeah will be completely different. Like you'll be in one area, you're in a desert and the next you're in snow. And then that's like, cool. Yeah. yeah Cause that's what really I liked, especially about some of the early uh, Tomb Raider games that did that. Right. You know? So, uh, but yeah, I, now I'm really looking forward to going back and you will reach one point. I remember when I talked about this, you'll reach one point in the game where all of a sudden it's just this fast action packed ride. And it's that way from that point to the end, you haven't reached it yet. But like you'll just you'll just want to. Well, I hope not, since no. I've only been playing an hour. Right. But um, <laughs> well, because I want to say that two was a little more action packed throughout, whereas this one it had kind of a slow build. Yeah. Now, when you say action packed, it's not that Dragon's Lair thing where you just got to like push a button at the no, right no, no, time. No, no, no. Okay. No. It's just there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. Okay. And it's very like the situations you're in are very extreme. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then I also started playing Mass Effect Three, uh-huh. and uh, so far so good. I, you know, it's if you like Mass Effect, you'll like it because it's more of the same. The one thing that I want to talk about, and I'm not really ruining anything here because this is at the very beginning in the character creation, but they did something cool that I don't think they did in the previous ones, which is that when you're creating your character, you get to pick the play style that you want, 
So you can pick the oh. normal play style, which is, you know, the combination of action and story. Or you can pick, like, just jump right into the action and all the story stuff happens as as cutscenes and you don't have to choose any answers to anything. Oh, interesting. It just does it. Or you can choose a more of a story game where there's very limited action and the focus is more on story and exploration and all that kind of stuff. Who would pick that? I don't know. What did you pick? I picked the the normal one. Uh Yeah. Because I like, I've always thought the balance was pretty good between the story and the action. That's very interesting. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool that they put that in there. And in, in all of them, you can adjust the difficulty setting. So it's not like, you know, it's just easy, medium, and hard. Right. You've got those three play styles and then your difficulty settings within each of those play styles. Interesting. Which is pretty cool. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I don't really want to say much about the story. You know, I haven't gotten yeah. too far yeah. into it. It takes place on Earth though, right? At least the beginning. I right. mean, the, the beginning, I'm on the Citadel now. Right. But in the beginning, I was on Earth. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So uh, I'll talk more about that later. But uh, you want to go into miscellaneous? Sure. Okay. Um, it is rumored that Steam is about to enter con- the console arena with what is currently being called the Steam Box. Ooh. The hardware I, backbone. I've never thought of that as a particularly positive thing, <laughs> the Steam Box, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, the hardware backbone is said to be an Intel Core i7 with 8 gigs of RAM and an NVIDIA GPU. It will run any PC title and will support other digital distribution services such as EA Origin. It is also rumored that the controller will have interchangeable parts so it can be customized by its user. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So basically anything that you've purchased from Steam, you can play on a TV rather than on a computer. Right. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. I'm not so sure that I would want to do that because one of the reasons I enjoy playing on the PC is because of the, the mouse and keyboard. Yeah. So you would not really have that anymore. No, Which... I think this is I think this is reaching out to people like me who prefer their gaming on a console than on a computer because right. I don't like playing games on a computer. Right. But I prefer to keep my computer for computing. Yeah. You'd be surprised how much computing is going on in a video game. <laughs> Let me tell you that right now. Um, do you even use your computer anymore? Occasionally, <laughs> All right. I do it to make our outline. It's a $2,000 <laughs> instrument to make our podcast outline. There you go. <laughs> no, I use it occasionally. Yeah. I mean, I obviously use my iPad a lot more. But see, the problem is you've never had a modern computer that was powerful enough to really play games well, I feel. And I, I w- never enjoyed I mean, even w- with games that would run on my computers, I never enjoyed playing them on games. Because, first of all, when I'm on a computer, I'm sitting at like a desk or a table. Yeah. Well, that's not how I want to play my game. Yeah. So maybe this will appeal to you. So wait. It does appeal to me. Um, it will run any PC title. That's really interesting. Uh-huh. And it's cool that they're not just saying, and it will only work on games through Steam. Right. It will work on any right. digital distribution. Right. That is interesting. It is. It doesn't say any. It says other. Other. That, that's a big difference. That is a big difference. So, all right. So what else? Uh, though Assassin's Creed 3 is still a long ways off, we have learned that this week that the setting will be the United States during the Revolutionary War. Wait, I thought 3 was already out like no, a long time. No, that's like Brotherhood and like oh, Revelations. Okay. Yeah. So those don't count? Well, I think they're expand, not expansions, but they're extensions of the story from 2. Okay. Because remember, 2 took place in Florence. I never played it. Uh, I need to go back. I need to pick it I up I never again. even finished the first one because it became so tedious that I just couldn't stand it Yeah, but from what I understand, they fixed that. I never got very far in the first one either. 
But when I played the second one, I noticed a huge improvement from the first. Oh, really? Because the first, it didn't even catch my attention from the beginning. Right. But um, but I like the world of the second one because it takes place in Florence, Italy. Sure. Um, and I believe the other two did as well. Viva Italia. Uh, Revelations and Brotherhood. Oh, okay. So this one is a whole new story set in the Revolutionary War, which is a really cool time period to have a game set in. Eh. Well, we'll see. Whatever. Um, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of like modern history. I, like for me to be interested in history, it has to be like really old, you know, Egyptian kind of stuff. Uh, Mayan, Aztec, all that kind of stuff. Right. I don't care about stuff that happened within the last couple hundred years. That's boring to me. Okay. I'm just saying. Uh, Guild Wars 2 recently started a series of weekend events and closed betas. And when ArenaNet opened up the application process, they had over a million registrations in just 48 hours. That's incredible. That is. It's a lot of registrations. Uh, let's talk about this. You are always want to jump right on the beta. Don't you find that to be kind of... Because uh, I know you're the kind of person that doesn't... If there's a movie you're really waiting for, you don't want to see any trailers or know anything about it. I'm surprised that you want to take part in a beta well, for those reasons. But the difference is that then I'm actually doing it, you know... The the beta is more like but seeing the movie before it's released rather than seeing a preview for it. Because but maybe not seeing it as it's meant to be seen finally. No, and that's true. So doesn't that take away some of the it magic for you? It doesn't for me. No. 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 Seems and and very plus, plus all of the uh, all of the betas that I've taken part in have been not really that far removed from the final version, to be honest. I mean, for example, the Star Wars uh Old Republic. I mean, maybe you would have much more enjoyed it if you just played the final version if you had never touched the beta. I don't know, because from what I understand, not that much changed. That's why I don't understand why it's gotten all those great reviews, because it, I, I just was so bored by it when I was playing it. But, uh, you know, like I said, I'll probably go back and check it out again at some point just to see if there was something that was radically different. But, uh-huh. I mean, it was so close. It was only a couple months from when I first started playing right. to when it was released. That's so true. I can't imagine that anything that drastic was changed. But that's just me. Yeah, I mean, there's still no word on when it's coming out, but I'm really looking forward to it. Everything that I've read about it from the people who have, you know, especially the press who have gotten into playing the betas, is that it really is the first significant advancement in the MMO genre in in years. Mm -hmm. Like all these things that other games keep promising and stuff that this actually delivers on. So I'm pretty excited. It sounds really cool. Um... Finally, now that Pong is 40 years old, Atari is challenging people to come up with a modern retake for the iPhone and iPad. The number one game chosen will net the developer $50,000 and a limited revenue share for up to an extra $50,000 if the game sells well. Right, so they get $50,000 for being selected the the winning app, and then they get a 20% share in the profits of sales. it has to be based on Pong? Yeah, it's a it's it's a re, they want a modern interpretation of Pong. So <laughs> Okay. Well, there's a lot you could do with that. Yeah, I mean, I like don't have any ideas Arkanoid. off the top of my head. No, but I mean that, you know, that's just one thing. You know, there's plenty, there's plenty you could do. Well, I mean, we'll know because the contest ends March 31st. Oh. So it's not going to be that long before we see who the winner is. That reminds me, I read that someone was speculating that the release date for Diablo 3 would be April 17th. Don't what? you don't you think if they were releasing that game within a month or like in it would already a be month, in magazines and stuff? Absolutely, I would think so. So that's I think that's a bogus. That's got to be crazy talk. That is crazy talk. I think. Yeah. 
Yeah, it sounds very crazy. Talk to me. Talky. Lou. Crazy. Um, crazy. Because I've seen like nothing in the news about it recently. Right. And I don't mean CNN. I mean, you know, right. Kotaku and places like that. Um, that's it? That's, that's it. That's all we got? That's a slow gaming week. Yes. But I have a lot in movies this week. Okay, well, that's good. Yeah. Um, all right, well, then we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about TV. Okay, we're back, and it's time to talk about TV. What have you been watching? Well, uh, should we talk about American Idol? Talk about what we've been watching. Let's talk Idol, about right? American Idol. Okay. Okay, so where we are is that we now know who the top 13 is. Now, first of all, I would like to say that I am not a huge fan of the way that they did the whole getting down from the top 24 to the top 13. No, it's stupid. I mean, what's the point of going through that whole process of picking out 24 people only to get rid of half of them the next week? Right. Don't you think that seems strange? Yes. And didn't they used to do it where they would start with the top 24 and get rid of you know, and have everybody sing and have us vote on them and then get rid of two guys and two girls every week for three weeks until it was then the top 12. I don't remember that far back. I think that's, it was like last year, but that's fine. Um, but I think that's how they used to do it. So what did you think of the people who made it into the top 13? Uh, I agree with most of it. Yeah. I don't agree with uh, DeAndre or, um, hold on, or Jermaine Jones. Jermaine is the one that I really do not get at all. And, and as much as I like... Hey June, I don't think he sang well enough at the end to really make it in there, but I think he got but by in. By comparison to the ones that didn't make it, he was. There was no one that didn't make it that I'm like, oh, they should have made it. Instead of him, I thought other right. people sang better than him. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, you may not have liked him, but I mean, technically, they sang better than him because he was off key a lot in his in his song. Yeah. Um. I mean, I thought that Creighton Fraker kid sang better than him. Um, you know, the thing was a lot of them sang boring songs like that guy who kept calling himself white chocolate or whatever. Ugh. I mean, he, he's a really good voice, but he was like the most boring performance he, there ever. There were so many things about him that disturbed me. I'm glad he didn't go on. Um, and then there was the, the kind of weird guy, the tall, skinny, weird guy who played the drums. I mean, technically oh, he was terrible. He was not a good singer. Well, he sang better than he June did. No, he was on I key. Disagree. He was on key. I disagree. Well, he either was or wasn't on key, and he was on key. He was not on key. And it, no, but you're just saying he that because you didn't like it. He wasn't good. But he was at least on key. With a song that had no melody whatsoever. Well, but that's bad song choice, which a lot of these people and what's, are Oh, my God. Of. One thing I did love is when they wanted him to sing again, so then he picks a song, and then he doesn't even sing the song. He just scats a little bit of the yeah, song. Yeah, that was really weird. There that was, was some, really There was something weird. wrong with him, I think. Yeah. Like, well, that really, was like clear mentally. from the beginning. Something wrong with him. Yeah. But as I was saying to you at lunch, I just... I just think that the people they pick, like right now I'm looking at the top 13, and there's probably only like four or five really good ones. The yeah, rest who, are just. Who, all right, go through the list. Who's, uh, no, who's I don't the want to throw them. That's no, just go time. real quick. Just real quick. Uh, I don't want to do that. I, the, th the people I think are really good, I'll just tell you that, um, are Elise. Yep, she's great. Excellent. I think Joshua is very good. Oh, he's, he's really fantastic. Good. Fantastic. Um, Phil Phillips, of course. Yep, very good. Uh, I didn't think she was great last week, but I think Jessica Sanchez is really good. You think she was great last week? I didn't think she was great last week. I'm surprised. She's She's been good every time I've seen her, um, I thought. Holly Cavanaugh, I think, is really good. Yeah, she's really great. And even though, I mean... Although Holly... Ho the, the one area where I think Holly is not great is in the whole like personality and yeah, performance area. But she's young. She's and, very timid. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, but she's got a fantastic voice. Um, and that's about it that I think are great. Here, let me see. Let me see if there's anybody else who I think is really great. If you click on their picture, it tells you their name. Um, who the heck is this? Oh, Erica Van Pelt. I didn't really get her. Yeah. I, I didn't get that whole thing. Oh, uh, I'm surprised you didn't mention Jeremy. I think he's fantastic. Jeremy, I think, is that the heavier set kid? Yeah, the Latino he's kid. He's awesome. And I think he's just got a big heart. I really like, he's probably, to be honest, he's probably my favorite. Really? Just because he's such a nice kid. And but you just didn't like, mention him. And he sings great. He's a great singer, I think. Yeah, I, I, I think he has his moments. I don't think he's great. Yeah. I don't think he's as good as Joshua or the the girl. What's but yeah, name? Elise. Elise, yeah. But I think it's probably going to be one of those people we just mentioned. Elise, uh, Holly, Jeremy, Jessica, or Joshua. Or Phil. Wow, that's a lot. The The one other country girl, um, her name is Skylar. Uh, Skylar. She was good. She's good, but she just bugs I mean, me. That's just not my kind of music. Yeah, so. she just bugs me. But whatever. Um, all right. Walking Dead, I have not seen the most recent Ugh, episode. You are the worst. Every time we talk about this, you haven't, you're not caught up to date. I don't know what to tell you. Let, I'm going to ruin a little. I'm not going to ruin it completely. But uh, a major character dies at the end. Really? Yeah. Ugh. And it's not, uh, it's not, what's his name's wife? No. <laughs> Lori. Lori. <laughs> no. No, but I'm kind of hoping it totally comes as it comes out of nowhere and it's a surprise and it's heartbreaking. Really? Yeah. Wow. I wish we could talk about it, but we can't. Yeah. Oh, spoiler alert, by the way. <laughs> I didn't say I didn't say, <laughs> you what, did was, say what it was. I didn't fine. say it was. Uh, so we can't talk much about that. Next time, promise to be up to date on that. Oh, yeah. So Whatever. we can talk about it. Uh, right let's talk Top Chef Texas. Okay. Could not be happier with the way that ended. Yeah. I I, I mean, he totally deserved it. He yeah. was consistently good throughout the entire season. It would have been but cool. But it looked, it looked like it could have gone either way. Yeah. And, of course, they edited it to make it seem like right. she was going to win. Right. Uh, Paul won. Um, Sarah did not win. And, again, it would have been cool if a Chicago person won. It would have been cool that she won because Stephanie is still the only woman who's won Top Chef. You know, so those would have been two interesting things. But, um but, you know, the other thing is that Paul was nice all season. Yes. And she, you know, was not always the friendliest person on that show. Have you seen the commercials for the reunion show? I have not. Oh, my God. Well, first of all, they show her, like, break down because she feels she should have won. Okay. And then they show Heather, the one I hated the most. Yeah, she was awful. And the main reason I won't go to that restaurant is because of her. Now, what restaurant is she working at? Sable. Sable? Uh-huh. Okay. Um, Is it called Sable Kitchen? Yeah. Okay. It's in the uh, Palomar Hotel, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and I have a friend who works there. I will not go there. I'm not going to have her? a drink. Yes, yeah. uh, really. I mean, I can't stand her. And they show on the commercial. Now, they, did you know her before this? No. Oh, okay. Just so, just from the show. Just from the show. Yeah. Um, and they ask her, uh, you know, don't you think you were a little hard on Bab? Don't you think you ordered an apology? She goes, No, I don't think I ordered an apology at all. Now, Total now, would you go bitch. eat at Beverly Kim's restaurant? Uh, well, she works at the Ritz Carlton, so no. Yeah. Just because I wouldn't go eat at the Ritz Carlton. Okay. But, why? Why is that? I don't know. It's a. Ho- it's an old stuffy hotel. Okay. I mean, Sable is you know kind of a hip. Yeah. Actually, Sable's supposed to have one of the best cocktail programs in the city. So I would like to go and have a drink. I just won't eat. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want her anywhere near my food. <laughs> but uh, no, I was I was happy and with. Thus the way concludes that I this week's edition of Tony's High Horse. Because <laughs> there's one every week. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so 
apologize. But yeah, that was cool. You know, I have to say some of the some of the challenges in the last few episodes were pretty neat. Like yeah. the cable car thing was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's sort of pointless, but it was still kind of interesting. You know, it's just something different. Right. But uh, I did see a lot of people saying, now why is Top Chef Texas in Vancouver again? Right. Can somebody explain that? Don't they always do that? Isn't the end always in right. a different location? But uh, I, I'm not sure I understand that either. But Ready to move on to The Voice? Now, yeah, you've been watching The Voice, fun. right? Well, I, I watched up through the end of the blind auditions. I didn't right. see the, the battlefield. The battle royale. Or, yeah, yeah, the battle royale, the yeah. battle of the bots. Whatever. Like I said to you at lunch, it's a two-hour episode that can be watched in like 12 minutes. Yeah. Which yeah. is how I watch it. So I'm fine with so it. So there you go. I would hate it if I were watching it, you know, straight uh, live through. all the way through. Right. Yeah. Um, hey, but you don't remember who left or who stayed or anything? No, in every battle, I mean, there was the one I remembered, and then there was the one I didn't know. And the one that I remembered is the one that won. So. Oh, so there were a lot of people that we never saw? No, we saw them. They oh. just weren't the memorable ones. Oh, okay. So okay. the memorable ones are the ones that, that won the battles right. in, the, in the ones that I saw. And, and is, there any, is there any sense that any one of the judges is going to have a better team than the others? Not that I can tell so far. Okay. No. But I did, you know, whenever I'm watching and I and I see that a couple judges have turned around in the blind auditions, I always say to myself, if I were that person, who would I pick as the... Right. And how often do you pick who they picked? Uh, oh, I don't know. I'm. That's not even what I'm trying to say. But I think if, it, like, if all of them had turned around and I had to pick one, I think I would pick Blake. As my mentor. Why? Uh, for the reason that I think the other three are a little more self-absorbed and wouldn't put as much care into my upbringing as Blake would. Did you ever, did you ever hear the, the rumors that CeeLo during some of the auditions was sleeping? Uh, no, but he <laughs> certainly looked like it a lot of times. I mean, that right there, I wouldn't pick him. You just, you just can't tell by his posture and, and the Christina fact that he's Aguilera got the glasses. Christina is just so flighty, and she, just so, yeah, she's, I can't imagine that. She, I can't imagine she could give anyone any good tips or pointers or whatever. I mean, I guess like some technical things, but, right? But I think if you sang the way that Christina Aguilera sang, she could be a benefit. But right. other than that, I don't think so. Um, yeah, I don't know if I would necessarily agree with you on the self-absorbed thing. I think they're all self-absorbed to a certain degree. Um, Blake just seems to have the most, I think, sympathy and like he would really go to bat for you more than the others. Now, see, I get that impression the most from CeeLo, actually. Like, I think he seems the most genuine out of any of them. Oh, I think I that think, he seems the most, like, laissez-faire of any of them. No, I think I think that's just his personality. I think Maybe. he's just more laid back. And I do I do think that Blake also has that in him. But I think CeeLo, I mean, I get the impression that CeeLo has it more. With Adam, I just get the impression that he wants to win. And right. so he's going to do whatever it takes to get you right. to win because Even he wants he to, to win. throw you under the bus to do so. Well, that really doesn't seem like it would help his chances, but... Um, yeah. Because then, what would he win with? Right. Uh, but Christina just seems inept at at this. I think they yeah. just needed a a woman on the show, and well, and the big star draw, like we said before, she gets paid like more than twice all the rest of them. Yeah, yeah. And apparently, she's using it for air pumps to inflate all the various parts <laughs> of her body. I think they're just inflating as she eats. Oh, okay. Uh, Celebrity Apprentice. You have not been watching Celebrity Apprentice. Uh, you know what? I haven't seen it since the first uh, episode. You can talk about it. That's fine. Uh, okay, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. who aren't watching. George Takei was the latest to get fired. Yeah. He just was too nice. He is. He's too yeah. nice. He's too nice of a guy. You know who else is very nice is uh, Penn Jillette. 
people which never, is shocking right which is shocking I, right you would think that he would, would be one of the biggest jerks on there and not like up. from a mean standpoint but just like he's so sarcastic and everything yeah. no never will not say a bad word about anyone yeah I still I still kind of chuckle to myself when I think about it, when he was on Top Chef that time. And, um, Who, Penn Jillette? Yeah, when Penn and Teller were on Top Chef. And uh, somebody made a joke about one of the, uh, one of the dishes that some, one of the chefs had brought out. And somebody said, gosh, they look more like bull's testicles. And Padma, <laughs> Padma says, I've actually had bull's testicles. And, he's, and he just like throws out, I'll bet. <laughs> Like just like without missing a beat, <laughs> and everyone at the table starts laughing except for Padma, who looked totally pissed off. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> uh, revenge. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Just, okay. You just reminded me about something I have to talk about too. About revenge? No, not about revenge. Revenge was great. Yeah. Uh, and now is it done for the season yet, or is it still no? Going? But it is. It it won't be back till April, so they're taking a month off. There's still like six more episodes. I want to say. Okay. But um. Answered a lot of questions. Yeah. Posed a few more. Oh, boy. Yeah. The best shows do that. But yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I also started watching on Netflix. I started watching season one of Downton Abbey. Which everyone's, it's all the rage. Everyone's talking about it's it. It's excellent. Yeah. It's very good. Now, and is it you know funny what? or serious? Uh, there's It's serious, but there's some funny moments, I guess. Yeah. Um, But as far as like characters, like by the first episode, like you really start to know these characters and like. It's, yeah. it's just written and acted really well. Yeah. And uh, and I really don't like, I mean, as a rule, I don't like like period pieces like that, especially like British kind of like royalty, that whole thing. Yeah. Um, but this is done in a way that it's very entertaining and accessible. That's cool. There's not, I mean, granted, it's the whole thing is hoity-toity because it's about, you know, this. British royalty. Uh, not so much royalty. They're just very like well-to-do. Okay. The, the the story itself is not only about the family, but it's about the the servants that work for them. And so, uh, so is it like the British version of the Help? <laughs> uh, not really. <laughs> Maybe in a way. Yeah. I mean, because there is a classist thing going on. Right. Um, it's really good. It's just done really well, and it's accessible. Yeah. And the characters are very well, you know, mapped What's out. That, what was that movie? And there's twists in it. There's yeah. a twist in the first episode that like you don't see coming and Yeah. What was the movie that British movie? It was a period piece. It was a murder mystery. I think it was one of the first things that Clive Owen was ever in that American audiences saw. Croupier? No, no, before that. I think. Or maybe not before Gosford that. Gosford Park. Gosford Park. Um whenever I hear about shows like that or movies like that, I always go back to Gosford Park like in my head and then I'm like, oh, I don't want to see it. I never saw that. I could not stand that movie. I thought it was terrible. Nothing happened during that entire film until like the last 15 minutes. And it probably had the worst sound mix of any movie I've seen in modern times. Well, they both have Maggie Smith, who looks like a bird. Okay. I don't know if I know who that is by name. Let me see her picture. She's the old lady. Let me see. Actually, that's a great picture of her. She's more bird looking than that. Oh, I thought that was a bird. I was waiting for you to show me your picture. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't. Oh, wait a minute. Isn't she in Harry Potter? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like her. She plays a despicable character in Downton Abbey. Mr. Potter, would you please? <laughs> uh, that's all I got for things I've seen. How about you? Mm. You're going to talk about we started, we, well, we started CW watching show. We started watching season 10 of Smallville, which is the last season. And what was kind of funny about it was one of the first things you see in one of the first episodes, maybe the first thing, is that 
uh, Clark opens a, a box from his mom, and it's what? <laughs> I'm so sophomoric. Go on. <laughs> and it's it's the Superman outfit uh-huh. because you know he's been wearing up until this point. He everyone calls him the Blur because he he always okay. Let me. I got to back way up. In the beginning of the series, so far not that hard to understand. He would you always don't have to, okay. Well, he would always wear blue and like a blue T-shirt with a red, you know, flannel shirt over it, uh-huh. or vice versa, or whatever. And so when he was zipping around doing his superhero stuff, you know, obviously people couldn't see him, He's so they called him the blur. red blue blur. Right. And so then they just started calling him the blur. And he was wearing all black because he didn't want people to see him at night, basically. So he was wearing all black with you know his family crest, the Superman logo. And so it was kind of interesting. The first thing that happens is he opens this box, and it's the Superman outfit, which his mom had made for him in case he decides to, you know, stop hiding in the shadows. So it was his mom who put him in tights, is what you're saying. Basically, yeah. Now, do you want to make a joke about opening a box from his mom? No. Okay. Um, But anyway, it's been really really good and interesting. Do you see him in the outfit? Not yet. I, I... believe that I may have heard something at one point that you don't see him in it until the last episode. I think the last episode is probably when you see him wear the outfit for the first time and probably when you see him fly for the first time. Um, I would guess. Um, but anyway, but it's, it's, it's a fun show. But the other thing I was going to talk about is, um, ringer Mm -hmm. just keeps dropping all these plot twist bombs that are awesome. Just fantastic. I mean, it's so like ridiculously dramatic. Right. It's probably the same kind of like thing revenge, as revenge. Yeah. 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 I mean, I haven't seen revenge, so I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't get the sense from when I see the commercials for revenge. I don't get the sense that Ringer is anywhere near as overly dramatic as that is. Yeah, revenge is. Yeah, it is. Because it seems yeah. very like, um, you know, Dallas and it is. And what was the other one? Falcon's Crest, kind of. Yeah. yeah, Dynasty, all those things. Um, and 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 Ringer, you know, really isn't like that. Um, but there's been some really, really great stuff in the plot on that show. And I don't want to talk about it cause I know you're going to watch it at some point. Some point. Um, but it, it's been very enjoyable so far. And, uh, I think I'm caught up now, which kind of sucks cause I really want to see, you know, I, I, I was watching it when I was doing the treadmill. So I watched, you know, two or three in one week recently and now I don't have any more to watch. So that kind of stinks, but, uh, I don't know if there's really much else that we've, Watched. So you ready for miscellaneous? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, we kind of saw this coming. Terra Nova has been canceled. Wah, wah. You gonna be all right with that? Yep. All right. Fine. Uh, Alan Ball has announced that the next season of True Blood will be his last. I assume the series will continue without him. Who's Alan Ball? The creator and well, uh, they were books, but the one who you know oh brought the books to HBO okay. and gotcha. Now producer. Did he- was, is He's he the, the guy, guy that behind? did Six Feet Under. Okay, right, right. Okay, yeah, yeah that's what I thought. Um, Sigourney, Weaver, Sigourney Weaver will star in her first series titled Political Animals about a divorced former first lady on USA. Was her husband ex-husband's name Dave? Dave. Yeah. Because oh. she, she played the first lady in the movie, Dave. Oh, did she? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. You would think she would, her first network would not be USA. Uh well I mean she lives in America. Well what are <laughs> But what are some other series that are on USA? Like original series on USA? Uh are there? Well sure I mean I believe it all started with Silk Stockings. Oh the, you know you had Monk. Oh okay now it all makes sense. You no know, you got Monk. You got uh Pacific Blue. You know there was that one. <laughs> um 
No, I mean, aren't there? Don't they have a lot of their own original series that are actually that people actually like quite a bit? Nikita, you know, La Femme Nikita was that was on. No, you're thinking of the new one. The original one was oh. on USA, I think. Let's right, see. I'm going right to the USA, uh, USA Network. And characters are welcome there. So if she's playing a character, she probably felt right, right at home. You know, Psych. Psych is on there. Yeah, a lot of people like that show. A lot of people like the Psych. Yeah. Um. It's weird. I go to USA Network and it just shows Psych. They got nothing. Common Law. I don't know that one. That's really it. Yeah, just but I mean they've had they've had a fair psych amount of and more Psych. There's the, I I know I'm forgetting something big, but they've had their fair of good shows on there. All right. Uh, let's see. Fox has renewed Justified for a fourth season. Fox or FX? FX. FX. I have FX written too, but yes, I said Fox. But your brain said Fox. Uh, Ryan Murphy has announced that both Jessica Lang and Zachary Quinto will return to American Horror Story for its second season as completely new characters. So we talked about that before, right? Um, well, we talked about how it's not it's going to take place in a different setting. But with the same actors. No, just those two. But they will play different characters. Right. We did mention that before. We mentioned about Jessica Lang, perhaps, but the Zachary oh. Quinto is a new. Was he on the first season? Yes. I don't think I knew that. Yes. Who did he play? He played one of the people in the house that was killed. Oh. Which would be all of them at some point, wouldn't it? Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, Fox, and not FX, has moved the finder to Fridays after a month hiatus. So that's a bad news sign, right? Uh, Some would say. Yeah. Or it could turn around like for this show. Community returns to Thursdays on NBC next week with 11 more episodes to follow. So it did not start in the fall, right? It did not start up again in the fall? Or did it? Community. Yeah. It started in the fall, didn't it? Yeah. Did it? But remember, they thought it was going to be canceled when it was taken off, and now it's coming Before back. Christmas, or did it not start up in the fall? Has it not been on since last year? Right. And that's what I'm saying. But so people it, thought it wasn't going to come back. Okay. But now it's back. Right. And raring to go. Right. With 12 more episodes. 11. Well, 11 after this Thursday's episode. Oh, oh, I see. I get it now. 11 episodes will follow the right. one. So it ended last May. And did not start up no, again no, no. in the it fall. It was around in the fall. Oh. It ended probably before Christmas. Before Christmas. I got you now. Oh, now I'm now it tired. all makes sense. I'm tired. Okay. And finally, former monkey star and member Davy Jones is dead at sixty six. Yeah, that's pretty sad. That is sad. And he was by all accounts a very nice guy too. Uh yes, by all accounts. Yes. Even I love that so many people are going and interviewing the woman who played Marsha Brady. Yeah. Because you, of the you, one episode he was on of the Brady Bunch, yeah, people like that's their go-to. Like, oh, David Jones is dead. Let's go talk to Maureen McCormick. Right. Let's not talk to the other three monkeys. <laughs> Let's well, go no, talk, they have to... talk to them. And you know what? The three monkeys, uh, I heard, did not, in respect to the family, because the family didn't want big hoopla around his funeral, had decided not to attend his funeral because they didn't want any hoopla. hoopla. Right. But it's David Jones. What about There's Fran still going to be hoopla. That's Kukla. Oh, sorry. My, my bad. No, but don't you think? I mean, like whether they're there or not, right. it's still David Jones. The hoopla happened. Be a hoopla. I, I I distinctly remember last week when there was hoopla about yeah, all. They're this. not going to be able to avoid the hoopla. No, you can't avoid the hoopla. Don't even try. That's Se- seasons don't fear the hoopla. <laughs> that's the reaper. Oh God, I can't get anything right. <laughs> no, you can't. Oh, uh, that's boy. it. 
that's all I got. Speaking of which, don't you think that um, don't you think that the the whole story for Mass Effect was basically stolen from Blue Oyster Cult? They were singing the about Reapers? the Reapers way back then. Okay, yeah. I think way the Reapers ba- were around before Blue Oyster. Cult. Oh, yeah. you might be right about that. Um, yeah, but that was that, I, I was sad about Davy Jones. Yeah. He even did an episode of the Real Live Brady Bunch. Remember when that was going on? When they took it out to California. Oh, he, really? Yeah, he he did an episode with them. You know, cool. a, sh- a show with them, right. which I thought was really cool. And even did some improv at the end of it, I believe. Oh, really? Yeah. So, uh, pretty neat. Uh, is that it for TV? That's it. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about movies, and apparently we have a lot to talk about. Yes, we we're, do. We'll be right back. Okay, we're back, and it's time to talk about movies. Uh, what did you see? What have you um, seen? What's going on? I saw a couple movies on the old home video. Right. <laughs> VHS? On, uh, no. On Netflix, I watched a documentary called Being Elmo about the guy who is Elmo. Okay. It's really touching. Really? And it's short. You should watch it. It's touching like, like in a perverted sense? Uh, Why well, you got to go there? This is a kid's thing. I don't know. I mean, actually, it's for adults, but right. you know, it's about the guy who's Elmo and just how he, uh, went, since he was a kid, he always wanted to be part of Sesame Street, and so it talks, you know, it just follows his life, his life, getting to his life's goal, right, right, and but the stuff about when he meets Jim Henson and just the stuff he had to say about Jim Henson is really touching, yeah, and uh, it's a cute little film. It's just like an hour and fifteen minutes. I almost feel like I, I know it, this. I, I know this is always the case where where every generation always has so much nostalgia for their childhood years because they feel like the world is a, a less innocent place as they get older and that's probably always true but i also feel like with how connected everything is and how much just the the overall idea of celebrity is and how how important that is in our culture these days i almost feel like a jim henson can't really exist anymore like can that person create something like that and still be not in the spotlight and not, you know, kind of famous in the sense. Because, I mean, he was famous, certainly, but, not, I mean, not even to the level that, you know, the Kardashians are and they do nothing. You know what I mean? Right. It's like it's like a totally different thing now. And it's like, because, again, he's another one of these people that everyone says was just the nicest guy. And he created this really cool and magical thing that, you But, know, I mean, let's also say that the Kardashians are out there with the only goal is to be famous, whereas Jim Henson's was to... I mean, if you look at comparable things, I mean, how much do we really know about Matt Gronig or how much do we really know about Seth MacFarlane? Right, well, Seth MacFarlane, I don't think you could put in that category. Well, I mean, he's not out there like the Kardashians. No, but I mean, yeah. I see what you're saying. I see what you're I'm saying. I'm just trying to keep it at, at right, the right, same right, level. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And it's Matt Groening, by the way. Oh, Whatever. See, that shows how little I know about him. <laughs> Can't even say his name. Yeah, uh, but it was really touching. And it was touching at the end when he, when he, they show him with kids, like kids who have cancer, who are like through the Make a Wish program. Their one wish is to meet Elmo. So he, right. you know, it, it talks about how he, even though this is what he always wanted to go into, he it was never with the goal to you know touch the lives, say, touch the children. lives of people. but yeah, yeah. touch the, the lives of people it's just because he thought it was cool and wanted to be a part right of it. and now like it's kind of like his civic duty and like, right that's where he gets the most reward from it and like right. to the point i mean without giving too much away because i want people to watch it but then he he kind of like uh neglected his own family in in being obsessed with 
right you know doing this yeah i mean it's not a downer it's it's touching all the way through yeah, right but uh it's a really nice little film a lot of touching going on here is not a nice little film oh boy i caught the first half i'm not going to say i watched the whole thing but i caught the first half of bad teacher you know with cameron diaz and justin right. timberlake oh it's so bad remember when she used to make i mean she didn't make a ton of good movies but i'm like she was in some respectable like quality movies yeah but she hasn't made a good movie in you know, I actually like that movie she was in with Tom Cruise. I thought that was a pretty good movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. That wasn't bad. And that was but just last year. Lucky. She got lucky there. Well, how, how do you I'm distinguish? Gonna, well, we're going to go over. Well, when she makes crap, that's not lucky. That's, but I mean, how? what do you mean lucky? You mean just saying that's the exception. The exception. Okay. Okay. Now, I'm not going to say anything about the Shrek films because, I mean, those don't really count. Why? Why don't they count? Uh... People generally like those movies. Because it's not really her acting. Well, I, her voice, yeah. But, I mean, they're not. No, I'm not going to count that. Okay. Um, okay, let's look at some of the past movies she's made. She was in The Green Hornet, which was supposed to stink. I didn't see it. I don't even remember her being in that movie. The Box. That was supposed to be terrible. Yeah. Our own Kelsey it says it's terrible. What Happens in Vegas with Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. Um. Charlie's Angels. The Sweetest Thing. That was terrible. But remember back when she was doing like, but like I didn't leave. I didn't like the mask. I didn't think that was a good movie. Oh, I like the mask. Oh, I hated that movie. Hated it. How can you hate that movie? Because I don't it's think it's a, a good movie. Film. What? It's a sweet little film. I think it's a terrible movie. And that was her first movie. So I mean, she's got to break like her it somehow. It. But I mean, she used to do such like smaller little indie movies. Like The Last Supper is a great movie. Uh, Feeling Minnesota was a good movie. I thought she was in Beautiful Girls. Maybe not. I liked A Life Less Ordinary. Did you see that? With her and Ewan I don't think McGregor. so. Being John so. Malkovich. Wait, was she in that movie uh, where they where her and Kate Winslet traded houses? Wasn't that her? Yeah. That, that was bad. good. That, that was a good bad. movie. That was just a couple she years really ago. Hasn't, she's only made like... Yeah, she hasn't been in a ton of things. No, I thought she'd been in much more. All right. But she needs to make something good again. Right. So she needs to redeem this one. Yes. It looked terrible. Bad. It is terrible. When you put bad in the title of a movie, right. not a good start. Remember right. Bad Santa? Yeah. Awful. Awful film. Um, I have nothing for my classic film project. Okay. I hope to have something next time. Uh, we saw a couple of movies, one at the theater, one on the old on-demand. At the theater, we saw that movie Chronicle. Looks good, is it? We lo- we liked it. It was, um, it was interesting. It was... You know, first of all, one of the nice things about it was it was not a sequel or something else, and it was a much more low-budget, you know, uh, kind of thing. And and it and it had a more low-budget feel, too, because the whole movie is done from the viewpoint of the camera that one of the main characters carries around with him. That's become annoying at this point. Yeah, but it it was a little bit more interesting in this because of what happens in the movie. But the the basic story, without giving too much away, is that these three kids, two of whom are cousins and are are in high school together, and one who is an, another kid that they go to school with, uh, find something unusual and all start to develop kind of strange abilities, uh, and they all develop the same strange abilities from it, um, and so it's it's the story of what happens to them after this takes place. And so it was, you know, sci-fi, and there were some kind of superhero elements to the movie and everything, as well as, you know, coming-of-age stuff in, in, a, in a sense, because the three guys kind of fit into different 
cliques and different groups in their high school. Now, did they do that annoying thing where they leave it open-ended so there can be another one? No. Okay. No. This was a pretty clearly but- defined storyline. Um, and it was, uh, it was actually pretty cool. I, you know, it was not as, I mean, there were definitely cheesy moments, but there was enough weight to the story that it kind of made up for that. And it was actually a pretty cool little movie, I thought. So we, we enjoyed that and we thought it was fun. Um, Tower Heist, you know, was the movie with Ben Stiller and Eddie Murphy. And it was pretty much exactly what you would think it was. It had some pretty funny moments. Um, it was actually, I have to say, it was a pretty decent heist movie, you know, cause I always liked those kind of stories mm-hmm. and, and I thought that part of it was very successful and, um, and there were some little things that were done here and there in the movie that I thought were kind of surprising. It was not at all a return of, you know, Eddie Murphy from his glory days in terms of right. him being like he was in Beverly Hills Cop or coming to America or any of that kind of stuff. It was not that, that, you know, this was not that movie. But but it was nice to see him in in that role. That and new movie as Camille looks terrible. What's the new one? Thousand Words. Oh yeah, I've only seen little bits and pieces of the preview for that. It's terrible. Um, but uh, but yeah, it was okay. It was you know not really memorable, right. but uh, but entertaining. Entertaining. Yeah, yeah. Some good jokes here and there. Um, and it's got precious. And it does have precious <laughs> with a Jamaican accent. <laughs> oh, she's not annoying enough. Let's add an accent onto it. Yeah, exactly, man. <laughs> Ready for some uh, a lot of mislead? Yeah, there's a lot of news here. The Indiana Jones films will finally be released on Blu-ray in a box set this fall. I, I don't know, want a box set. Whatever. I just I'll want the first for the two. Box set just to have them. You know what? I would pay for the box set only because. And of I don't what hate I... three like you do. Oh, I thought that movie was terrible. When was the last it. time you watched it? It's been a long time. Yeah. Trust me. When you see it again, you're going to agree with me. I promise you. It's so bad. It is such a bad movie. You, I mean, it's like, it's like, it's like Spielberg and Lucas all of a sudden turned to a couple of college kids and said, you know what? Why don't you guys make a movie based on Indiana Jones? I mean, if you look at the story structure, even technically how the film was made, how it was shot, it's ridiculous. Certainly how it was written. It's just awful. But, um... But yeah, I might buy the box set only because all the extras that it's coming with sound yeah. really cool. God, I hate them for that though. It was the one film that I mean, I have I actually somewhere I have a list of all the movies that I want to come out on Blu-ray in this Indiana Jones Raiders, Raiders, Raiders Lost Ark, yeah. Electric Dreams. <laughs> oh wait, that's my list. <laughs> it's certainly your list. You know another movie is on my list that I really want to come out on Blu-ray. I can't believe it's not on Blu-ray. It's Talented Mr. Ripley. Eh. That's a great movie. Yeah, but it's not it's not going to benefit from Blu-ray like a lot of other movies would. You know are you what I mean? The settings because, in that movie are beautiful. But what I'm saying is that came out at a time when the film quality was already good enough that you're not going to notice a huge difference between the DVD and the Blu-ray. Yeah, but I don't buy DVDs anymore. Okay. So right. it would go against my rule. Okay. Uh, so you on. don't already own it on DVD is what you're saying. I thought I did. I can't find it. Oh. <laughs> I think I, I loaned it to my mother. Or me. Did I? <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. Why would I borrow that movie? I don't know. Um, a Spider-Man spinoff film based on the villain Venom is rumored to be in the works. Is that a good thing? Uh, sure. Okay. Um, as long as Topher Grace is not playing <laughs> title character. That seemed so pointless. He was terrible in that. Yeah. Uh, Dan Aykroyd has stated that Ghostbusters 3 will be made without Bill Murray, who has decided against taking part. Wah, wah. 
Like, why wouldn't he do it? I don't know. Too busy golfing. Kind of a jerk. That's always been kind of the general consensus, hasn't it? Um, apparently Journey 2, The Mysterious Island, did well enough at the box office that a third film in the series has already been greenlit. Crazy. That's crazy. That is crazy talk. Wow. You know, I have to that say- went, I, That came and went. I saw the first one. It was a pretty good movie. You I know? thought you hated the first one. Oh, no, no, right. no, that's the one. I'm confusing it with Land of the Lost. Yeah. I didn't hate Land of the Lost. I thought it was hilarious, but it was stupid. It was that funny, but it was really stupid. Yeah. But the, the funny parts were really funny. Um, the writing team behind Horrible Bosses are in talks to write a new vacation film where Rusty Griswold recreates the cross-country car trip to Wally World with his family. Wow, Kelsey's ears perked up because she just watched Vacation again the other day yeah. and was lamenting the fact that Rusty and, and uh, what's her name? Audrey. Audrey are played by different people in every movie. Right. <laughs> yeah, so Rusty's going to be taking his family to Wally World. And they say that uh, Chevy Chase will... Have a little cameo yeah. as Clark. It would be really cool if Anthony Michael Hall played Rusty. Yes, I agree. That would be really cool. I agree. Because I think he, I mean, he's he a great comic be the actor. Rusty to me. And he's a great comic actor. Yeah. You know, he was great in 16 Candles. He was great in Breakfast Club. He was great as Rusty in the first vacation. That that one moment where Clark takes him and sits him on the rock and he shares, you know, goes to share the beer with him and he starts talking to him. He's like. <laughs> He goes to address him, and he can't even like come up with his name. He's like Rusty. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a great moment. Uh, when he says he's gonna share his first beer with him, and then he drinks the whole beer and, and then burps. Drinks the whole beer burps. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, so many funny, funny things about that movie. Written uh, by the late great John Hughes. Yes. Um, apparently a Con Air two is being bandied about. Come on. And John Cusick has already said he would return. Come on. <laughs> That was a that was another movie that was awful. It's bad. I hate that. My movie. mother loves that movie. Oh god, that's um, a terrible movie. The trailer for the Avengers just broke an iTunes record for the most downloaded trailer in the music services history. The first twenty four hours saw over thirteen point seven million downloads. That's a lot. Why would you download a trailer? Why would you just go watch it online? <laughs> what are you gonna do with it once you download it? <laughs> um, a movie. Well, what if I want to see it again and my connection goes out? Then what? <laughs> A movie based on the making of Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho is currently in the works with Anthony Hopkins as Hitchcock, James Darcy as Anthony Perkins, and Scarlett Johansson as Janet Lee. I'm in. No, it sounds good, actually. You know what I can't wait? Is and they say Helen Mirren will play Hitchcock's wife. You know it would be really cool? When in 20 years, when they do a shot-for-shot remake of this movie about the making of Psycho. <laughs> with Vince Vaughn and Anne Heche. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I'd much rather see... Uh, Scarlett Johansson as Janet Lee than Anne Heche. Yeah. I, I in fact, I can't think of a single situation in which I would rather see Anne Heche than anybody. Uh torture scene. I'm not that mean. <laughs> <laughs> um Jason Siegel has announced that he will have no involvement in the next Muppet movie. So he will not write, he will not star. Wow. Yeah. Do they have a falling out? I don't think so. I just said Wasn't this another thing that was like this is his dream like his whole life? Yeah, but then he did it. Okay. Nothing. He didn't say anything negative. He just said that he did it, and now he wants to move on to other It things. sounds very fishy to me. Like Bad Teacher, too. It sounds very fishy <laughs> you know, to me. he was in Bad Teacher. Oh, he was? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson will appear as Hercules in a new big screen adaptation. That could be all right, you know, for the kids. No. Is it going to uh, be a kid's movie? I don't know. No. It has been confirmed that Joel Kinnaman, star of AMC's The Killing, will play the title role in the new RoboCop remake. Huh. 
Can you bring up his picture? Yes, he was also in Safe House. Didn't you just see Safe House? Yes. So I will show you what he looks like. Okay. He was in the Safe House. That's what that's what you keep saying over and over again. No one is safe or house. That doesn't even I don't think make any sense. Okay, who the heck was he in Safe House? Oh, maybe he was the guy who was in the safe house, the the second safe house at the end of the movie. Huh. I'm thinking that's probably who that was. He's pretty far down on the list. He played, uh, in that movie, he played, he played Keller. Oh, remember he played Keller. <laughs> um. Anyway, he's a new That'll Rob- be interesting new Robocop. to see what they do with RoboCop. And it's a remake? It's not a new story? Yes, yes. Um, the script for a third Bill and Ted film is complete, and both stars from the 80s films have already signed on to appear. As the same characters? Yes. Oh. Now, what has that other guy been doing all this time? We're just waiting for this to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's the driving force behind it. I don't even know his name. I don't even know the guy's I name. Either. I don't either. Alex, so Alex Winter, maybe? Wow, that was a good pull. I just pulled that. Uh, yeah, that that's it? right. Because wasn't he also in Lost Boys? Was he? I'm pretty sure. Alex Winter. I cannot believe you remembered his name. He was in Lost Boys, yeah. Yeah. Wow. i got to watch that movie again. It's been a long time since I've seen Lost Boys. Let's see the last time. Well, he's been... Has he been doing stuff? stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, not a lot. No. No. Like every four years he does something. He was on an episode of Bones. Okay. That's something. Anyway. I can't believe they're going to play the same characters. <laughs> <laughs> and My name is Abraham Lincoln. That's finally. L-I-N-C-O-L-N. Ralph McQuarrie. The no. Man, the man responsible. No. For, you didn't know this already? No. I posted it on our Facebook wall. I didn't see that. Ralph McQuarrie, the man responsible for much of the look of the original Star Wars films, is dead at 82. Oh, man. Well, at least he had a nice long life, right? Brilliantly, years. brilliantly talented artist. 82 years worth. Wow. Wow. That's very sad to me. Why do you have to end on a downer? Couldn't you have done the Bill and Ted last? Uh, no, because why? it's hard to come back from the downer. That's why we have to take a break. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to give you time to grieve, and when we come back, we're going to talk about everything else. Okay, we're back, and it's time to talk about everything else in the old mashup. Moosh, moosh. The Geneva Motor Show is in full swing, and some of the more interesting new showings include Bentley's EXP9F Concept SUV, Jaguar's XF Sport Brake Station Wagon, and Lamborghini's topless Aventador J. Uh, now that I've mentioned them, you can go online and look at them because we can't show you pictures on a podcast. No. Because we just maybe have, then you'll see that they but are here, in fact interesting. But here, here's what all those here's words together. Right, but here's what one of them sounds like. Still not any more interesting. Well, might be to some people. Uh, Windows 8's consumer preview is out. Anybody playing with it? Anyone? Anyone? Let us know what you think of it. Uh, IE 10 is already getting great reviews, as are some of the touchscreen-oriented features, and of course, Microsoft's Metro UI. Personally, thing that I think is going to be cool is that with the Microsoft ID, which will let you you know, log into your computer. So instead of just having a password just for the computer, you'll have this Microsoft ID, and then you'll be able to log into any Windows 8 computer with your Microsoft ID and bring all your settings to that computer and access your stuff through SkyDrive, which is pretty cool. I like it. 
Um, Apple's uh, big day was today when they announced the new iPad. Some folks thought it would be called the iPad 3. Some folks thought it would be called the iPad HD. It is, in fact, called the new iPad, which to me seems a little bit confusing. <laughs> um, it's got a retina-type display with a resolution of 2048 by 1536, which is huge. Uh, still no 16 by 9 screen, which drives me crazy. I don't get it, but whatever. Um, well, and I mean, I understand why they don't have it, because it doesn't make sense for all the other things they're using this for. Well, that's arbitrary, though. No, if, it's if, not. If the screen was that size, all the things would be made for that shape and size screen. You know what I'm saying? It's just that they're not because it doesn't have that screen. If it had that shape screen... If the main function of the iPad was to show movies, I would understand it. But what I'm that. saying is a lot of devices, a lot of mobile devices have a 16 by 9 screen. Yeah. And everything that they do on them works fine because the things are made for that shape screen. I see what you're saying. You're saying, well, my screen is wider, so my stuff wouldn't fit on it. It's only because it doesn't have that shape screen. If it did, they would be made to fit on that shape screen. That's my point. Go on. Anyway. Um, what else does it have? It's got a faster processor, of course, with a quad-core graphics module. Um, it's got a new camera, but it's only five megapixels, which is weird because most everything now is eight on a mobile device. Uh, it'll record video at 1080p, which is kind of cool. So there's that. Uh, it's got image stabilization in the camera. Um, it'll, it's got some new microphone that has some dictation capabilities, but they didn't mention anything about being able to use Siri on it, which is kind of weird. But what it does have that the iPhone doesn't have is that you'll be able to get it with 4G LTE. So you can use that either on AT&T or Verizon. And the pricing will be pretty similar to the old versions. The, uh, Wi-Fi only ones will be $499, $599, and $699 for 16, 32, and 64 gig versions. And then the 4G LTE ones will be 629, 729, and 829, which is very expensive. But uh, I'm sure they'll sell a zillion of them. Um, you can pre-order it now, and they will be on sale on March 16th. So so there you well, go. Like, like a week from now, week and a half from now. So there you go. I'm glad that nothing jumped out at me that I felt I needed to get it. You think you'll probably get one anyway? No. Oh, okay. I'll wait till next week. I forget, did you have the first iPad? Yes. And then you upgrade it to the iPad 2. Yes. But you're not going to upgrade to the new iPad. I will wait till 4. Okay. What if there is no 4? What if they go right to 5? Will you feel like you missed out on 4? No. Okay. I would think that I really am ahead of the times. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, speaking of the iPad, Apple's in a bit of hot water from the guy who they swindled the iPad trademark out of. We'll have to see what happens to that story as develops. But basically what happened is Apple wanted to get the iPad trademark, which was already owned by somebody, right? So they created a dummy company in England and had somebody from that company oh. contact the guy and give him a BS story about what they wanted to use the trademark for. And he sold it to them under that pretense. And then, of course, later realized that it was Apple, in fact, who had bought it. That's pretty clever. Because he made like displays for mobile devices or something like that. Um, well, it's crooked and underhanded. They didn't do anything illegal. They sure did. What's illegal about it? They told him they were buying it for a particular reason that was not factual. I can tell you I'm buying your car because I want to drive it across country and then drive it off a cliff. But that's different. How is it different? 
because if they had legal documents that said that this was the use of it and that they would not compete with his business, which they told him. That was the only reason he agreed to sell it to them. And the guy made displays for mobile devices. So, whatever. But yeah, anyway, they're in trouble. Win. He won't win. He should win. He won't. He should. Nokia's 808 PureView phone has a 41-megapixel camera with a Carl Zeiss lens. It uses Nokia's Bell OS, formerly called Symbian, because, you know, Bell is such a much better name than Symbian, um, and has a 4-inch AMOLED display. It doesn't really produce 41-megapixel images, though. The extra pixels are used to oversample the photos you take so that visual noise is reduced, and what you end up with is an extra-sharp photo in the 5- to 8-megapixel range, which is pretty cool. Um, a new watch by Christophe Claret has no dials to tell time. Instead, small metal spheres are floated magnetically inside sapphire tubes to indicate the hour and minutes. Only eight will be made, and they are likely to cost many tens of thousands of dollars. I would guess that they would be close to half a million dollars a piece. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's a lot of money for a watch. Uh, a bunch of Verizon phones are getting the new ice cream sandwich build of Android, including four HTC models, seven Motorola phones, two by Samsung, and one by LG. All right, this is kind of crazy. Playboy wants to team up with Virgin Galactic to build a Playboy Club space station. It would feature a restaurant, casino, zero-gravity bungee jumping, a zero-gravity dance club, and a private orbital pleasure dome. Ooh. That sounds fun. Uh, now that AT&T's attempt to buy T-Mobile is officially dead, the big T is focusing on building out an actual 4G network for its customers. Yes, as I've said before, all those T-Mobile commercials that you see starring Carly Folks, you know, the T-Mobile girl are rotten, stinking lies because T-Mobile doesn't actually have 4G, even though just about every one of their commercials talks about how big their 4G network is. So now they're actually going to build a 4G network. So maybe someday in the future... So their plan was always to do the commercials first, and then... Right. But I don't understand how they can get away with it. I mean, I could understand the first few until somebody called them out on it, but how are they allowed to still keep advertising something that they don't even have? It's ridiculous. Uh, both Christina Hendricks and Olivia Munn had their cell phones hacked and nude or semi-nude pictures of themselves were leaked onto the interwebs. Um, which Olivia means that, Munn can eat it. Which that's, means That's a quote from one of our listeners. Oh, okay. Which means that you can now see Christina Hendricks's large breastuses perfectly naked. Although her rep, of course, claims that that picture is not of her and is fake. Um, speaking of hackers, Sony's music catalog was hacked. The perp stole Michael Jackson's back catalog of 50,000 tracks, many of which have never been released. Now, I am not really clear on this story. Does that mean that there are 50,000 tracks of Michael Jackson singing and that they're all just like different versions of different songs? Perhaps. Or does it mean all the music that he actually owned, even if it wasn't his? Do you know? I don't know. Okay. This is the first I'm hearing of the story. But what's interesting is the catalog was actually hacked... Um, well, they, they purchased it from Jackson's estate last year for $250 million. It was actually hacked around the same time that the PSN was hacked, only they just reported it now. So I wonder if, wouldn't it be interesting to find out that that's the real reason that the people hacked the network and PSN was just like a side effect of that whole thing? Because they got $250 million worth of music for nothing. Uh, Dr. Robert Seigel of Washington, D.C. says that more and more people are coming to him with what he calls the FaceTime facelift effect. People not liking the way they look on FaceTime and wanting plastic surgery to specifically correct for it. <coughs> Excuse me. Not only is that ridiculous, but it's it's abhorrent that he would proudly serve that customer base. Right. 
And I mean, they're making specific changes to these people's faces just for FaceTime. Those people are idiots. And he deserves to take every one of their dollars. Oh, my God. But he doesn't deserve to get their dollars. So what do we do? Why Why doesn't he? He's Because he's as bad as they are for doing it. Why? They're That's the terrible. idiots, not him. That's terrible, though. That's a terrible thing to do. He should be telling them, you know what? Be happy with yourself. There's nothing wrong with you. Okay? <laughs> and then he's eating ramen noodles for dinner. <laughs> Whatever. There's plenty of other reasons that people want plastic surgery. Because I don't look good on FaceTime is not a valid reason. Well. Japan's Obayashi Corporation wants to build a space elevator by 2050. The project would connect a spaceport on the ground with a space station 22,000 miles above the Earth via a really long cable. The cable would actually extend one quarter of the way to the moon in order to act as a counterweight for the whole setup. That's a really big cable. It's a big cable. All right, so here we go. Here are the, because you know there have now been, what, 25 billion billion Mm -hmm. apps downloaded from the App Store. Here are the top iPhone and iPad apps of all time. The top five free iPhone apps are Facebook, Pandora Radio, Words with Friends Free, Skype, and the Weather Channel. The top five iPhone paid apps are Angry Birds, Fruit Ninja, Doodle Jump, Cut the Rope, and Words with Friends. Have you played all those? Yes. What now? Except for Words with Friends, because it's just Scrabble. Right. What is Cut the Rope? Uh, do I have it on here? No. You know what? I don't think I have it anymore. It's, um, was it kind of like Fruit Ninja, though? I think I've shown you Cut the Rope. It's where you're this thing that's hanging on a rope, and you oh, you, it and you cut the right, rope. Right, uh, to make the thing go. Right. Okay, okay, right. You did show me that. Okay, so the top five free iPad apps are Angry Birds HD Free, the Weather Channel for iPad, Netflix. People really want to know about the weather, don't they? Well, iPad doesn't have a weather app, whereas <laughs> the phone does. Right, because there's no not, not necessarily connectivity through the cell network, right? I don't know if that's the reason, but... Right. Well, because it, it doesn't know where you are if you don't have cell service. There's no way for the iPad to know where you are if you don't have cell service. Mine knows where I'm at. Well, how can it know where you are? What does it use to locate you? I don't know. If you're not... If you don't have cell service. When I press this button, it shows me where I'm at. What? Oh, so it's got GPS. Okay. So then why wouldn't it have a weather why app? Why doesn't it have a calculator app either? Doesn't it also not have a clock app? No, it doesn't. What's up with that? I mean, you can download them. I know, but why wouldn't they include it? It's already <laughs> on the phone. <laughs> I, don't I don't get it. Don't Apple know. is the weirdest company ever. Um, so anyway, the Weather Channel for iPad, Netflix, Skype for iPad, and Kindle. Those are the top free iPad apps. And finally, the top paid iPad apps are Pages. What's that? That's oh, is their that their word, word processor? Yeah. Okay. Angry Birds HD, Angry Birds Seasons HD. Which, by the way, has a new uh, update right now with a whole new set of levels. Oh, okay. <laughs> Penultimate and Scrabble for iPad. And finally, this just blows my mind. A new study shows that women are happiest in their relationships when they're miserable and their partner knows it. Yes, you heard that right. Women would rather be miserable and know that their partner is aware that they're miserable than just be happy. That is probably the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. Whereas the same study in men showed that they're happy when they're happy, which makes a lot more sense. There you go. Um, So that brings us to the point in the program where, as always, we reveal our votes for the best and worst entertainment moments of the week. Please, Tony, please give us your worst. (laughs) 
I don't know that I really have a worst. Um, it's really hard for me to come up with one. Come on, something you were looking forward to that didn't pan out. You know, I kind of feel this is so lame, this one. Doesn't but, uh, you know, the Oscars, which will come up later, the Oscars were a couple weeks ago. And every year I always go see all the Oscar nominees. And uh, You mean the best picture? Best picture nominees, right. I'm sorry. And uh, and I didn't really do that this year because a lot of them just didn't appeal didn't to me. Didn't seem that interesting, huh? No. Yeah. It's going to take a lot for me to see The Tree of Life. What would it take? Uh, Cash payments? to a chair and... Now, what is it about what you know of that film that makes you not want to see it? Uh, first, is Terrence Malick. Okay. Oh, God. I really need to stop there, don't I? <laughs> For me, anyway. And everyone but one person, Todd Stashwick, saying how much they hated the movie. Yeah. Because they couldn't even tell who the characters were or what was... There's no plot. Because the characters it's look like very... background props or... Well, no. It takes place in different eras, so you never know, like... Okay, is that when that was a kid? Is this the adult? Or uh, like, he left it blurry. I'm starting. I'm starting to think that maybe a bunch of old people saw this movie and were just confused. No, no, no. Because every person I've talked to, oh, really? The, he purposely blurred the line so you didn't know which of the kids was which of the grown. Well, that sounds like a good storytelling tactic. That's terrible. Yeah. Um. So what else didn't you see? Uh. Well, I didn't see the Descendants, though. I really wanted to. So that one. Yeah. But I had really had no desire to see Warhorse. Yeah. I mean. It might be something I would enjoy if it were on cable and I, you know, just stumbled across it. It just seems very boring to me. A lot of yeah. those movies sound very yeah. boring to me. I would like to see The Artist, though. It you was know? entertaining. Yeah. Was I'd it? like to see it. I mean, it, it may have been, the you know, worthy of Best Picture of the Year, but that's because of the things it was up against. Right. Well, that happens a lot, though, at the Oscars, yeah. you know. Or, or the Golden Globes, or, or uh, not the Golden Globes, uh, like Sundance. You know, they always talk about, oh, best film was Sundance. Well, that's because everything else was so bad. You know, and I'm not saying that these were bad movies. I'm just saying that sometimes, right? Sometimes it's really obvious what should be best picture, and other times, just like, well, it's going to be a one of those subjective years, right? Um, but that movie certainly won a lot of awards. Yes, the uh, it did. yeah. Um, I assume that when you say we'll talk about the Oscars later, you mean as your best entertainment oh, moment of the week? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Uh, my worst entertainment moment of the week has to do with Mass Effect Three. Um. Way back when, when I was in high school, and I first started using... Oh, we got to go all the way back to high using school. Using computers. The first big game that I ever played on the Apple II was Ultima 3. This is all going to tie in, isn't it? It is. Okay. Ultima 3, which was, of course, the third in a series of extremely popular games by Richard Garriott and his company, Origin Systems, which later was purchased, many years later, by Electronic Arts because it was so successful. And like many things in business... They bought it and then did nothing with it and eventually shut it down. So for whatever reason, Electronic Arts decides that they wanted to revive the Origin name by making a games delivery platform called Origin to compete with the likes of Steam. Now, have you really ever used Steam or not? Yes, okay. I have Steam on my Mac. So I remember the first time I ever installed Steam was when I got the Orange Box and I remember going to install it and it said that it had to install this service called Steam and I was thinking... Oh, God, I'm going to hate this. I don't like any of these. I don't want services running. I don't like services. Right. You know what I mean? I just want to run a program, and that's it. But I have to say, even from that first day, I could really appreciate what they had done with Steam because, A, it worked. It was completely unintrusive. When you shut it off, it shut off, and it didn't bug you, right? So now everyone uses Steam. It works great. It does what it's supposed to do. It's clean. It's uncluttered. It's easy to use. You can usually get really good deals through it and everything. 
So why didn't EA just put their games through Steam? Because they're greedy bastards and they wanted to do their own thing so that they wouldn't have to pay a percentage to Valve, right? So they create this origin thing that you have to install in order to run Mass Effect 3. The only problem is, unlike Steam, it doesn't actually work. I bought the DVD, I installed it here because I wanted to just, you know, see a little bit of the beginning of the game. Then when I went home to install it, you cannot physically install the game twice. Once you install it and it's registered to your Origin account, the only way you can get that game installed on another computer is to download it. It was like a three and a half gig download. It took like two and a half hours. That's bad. It is bad, and there's absolutely no reason for it. Plus, in that, if you go into the help file, it says, well, it says it's downloading it, but actually it's installing it from the DVD. Really? Over two and a half <laughs> hours? I'm pretty sure that is not the case. I mean, the thing is just a pile of junk, and I guess there are all these other problems with it, like it syncs with the cloud, and on some, you were saying on the 360? saying on the 360 that if your game save, because you're able to carry over your character from the last game, right? if your game save is on the cloud and not on the hard drive, that it, it hasn't been syncing. Luckily, mine is on my hard drive. Ridiculous. I mean, it is such a total CF, and I can't believe that they that they are wasting anybody's time with it. Chris Parley. And, and yeah, and they better they better acknowledge that it's messed up and fix it. Or I th- or I honestly else. think. Or else, what th- will Lou do? <laughs> oh no, it's not just me. Their their message boards are full of people saying they're never buying another Electronic Arts game ever again yeah, unless they we'll, get we'll rid see of if it. That happens. Yeah. I tell you right now, I won't buy anything else that uses the system. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I will not buy anything Mark else. Mark the uses words the here, system. folks. Mark the words. Mark my words. And uh, what's the other phrase that I like that doesn't make any sense? Oh, believe you me. There, I'm done. Yeah. So, what was your best entertainment moment of the week? Oh well, by far it is <laughs> one of my best entertainment moments of the year. Yeah, Meryl Streep winning the Oscar. Surprisingly, winning the Oscar. Now, which one is she again? The greatest actress of all time. Oh, please. By far. Oh, please. Who's the greatest actress of all time? Not her. Absolutely her. Not her. Well, then you have no like sense of what's good. I mean, you haven't even mentioned people like Kate Hudson. <laughs> like, <laughs> My point exactly. Okay. You haven't, um, you haven't mentioned- Though I haven't seen The Iron Lady. I mean, I've seen enough Meryl Streep movies to know that she becomes every right. character she plays. You know, so. I, I have to say, I, God, I, I'm sorry. I totally disagree with that. She absolutely does. Well, then you're completely wrong. Whatever. And everyone will agree with me. Every single person. Every person you don't who think, knows, you don't who knows think that, what they're talking you about. You don't think, <laughs> come on, you don't think I can find any other people that agree with me? You talk to any other actor and she's the greatest actor ever. So every actor in the world thinks that she's the greatest well, the actor ones. ever. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Give me a break. But I will say, I will say I did, I, I she did move up a bunch of notches with me Uh because she did seem a lot warmer than I've ever seen in her. She's before. completely warm always, and she's down no, to earth. No, she is not always yes, completely she is. warm. Always, I didn't afford my you opinion never, of her you in never a vacuum. Watch her then you never, you've never that seen is, her in interviews. She's. I have always seen warm. her in interviews, and she isn't always warm. Always she seems very warm cold a lot of times. Never, and then I think you, a lot of her performances in movies are very cold. I thought her performance in. Well, the, I mean, those are the characters she's playing. Always, no, but she's always playing troubled characters. I mean, those are obviously the most becomes her. Hey, I mean, did you that, ever see that movie? She was not good in that movie. She's not bad in anything she's in. You can't say she was bad. It was a bad movie. Right, and she was bad in it. Because of the material she was given. Okay, whatever. 
Just saying. I mean, I'm not going to say that every movie she's made is great, yeah. but I will say that she's great. Has in she made she's a bunch of stinkers? I mean, that's the only one that I know. Oh, of she's that made I've a seen. few. Yeah, yeah. That that one she was in, I never saw that one with Tom Cruise. That was just a couple years ago. Lions for Lambs. Oh, about that was terrible. She Devil. But you know what? I actually Roseanne? liked. I actually liked her in Lions for Lambs. Um, but it was a bad movie. It was yeah, a that's really bad movie. She was in this terrible movie with Uma Thurman, where she was Uma Thurman's therapist, and like Uma Thurman was dating her son. Oh, I saw part of it on her own son or or the therapist. The son. therapist oh, son. Okay. Oh well, that would put a new twist on the movie. <laughs> it really would. Um, anyway, I just liked, and then her speech when she got up. I mean, did you see her her acceptance speech? Well, yeah, that's what I was just talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean that was great. Yeah, yeah, that was a good speech. That yeah. was a good speech. And I like how she just immediately said, "Like I know I'm never going to be up here again." So yeah, I, that I just want to thank everyone. You that know. was kind of funny. It was nice. Um, I have to say, I don't know what it is. But I really like it when Billy Crystal hosts the Oscars. Really? Because I thought that was Oscars for 50-year-old people. Well, here's what I like about it. I mean, first of all, I I don't know if he wrote any of the material or if it's written for him. I believe a lot of it's written for him. Carol Leifer actually did a lot because I'm friends with her on Facebook. She posted a lot. Um, But what I like about him hosting the Oscars, and I won't disagree with what you just said, about it being Oscars for fifty-year-olds. Well, I think they wanted to to go back to a, a well, certainly formula that they more knew more successful than Oscars Absolutely. for eighteen-year-olds. Absolutely, no, no. I mean, that year. was the worst. But it was I, good. But, I mean, it was. De- it just. It wasn't. One of my favorite things, though, was when the big book came up with all that grandeur and splendor, you know, and he just goes, eh. <laughs> After he came up, he's like, I like the thing that's he why did there's where, a buffet. Where they were showing uh, people's faces and he was saying, he was what, they saying what they were thinking. That, that was, was really funny. funny. Um, no, there were funny things. I just thought it was a little safe. No, but here's here's what I like about him hosting the Oscars is I always get the sense when he hosts the show that he genuinely respects the production and the spectacle of it. And... So whenever, even though he's making jokes that are making fun of things, there's always that underlying element of respect for yeah. the business, movies as a thing, you know, and, um, and, and I really like that about him hosting them. Like, I'm not saying he's necessarily the funniest person who's hosted or whatever, but I just, I, I feel like he, I feel like that respect goes a long way to making the show that much more enjoyable. Okay. Because it's supposed to be movies big night. And so- right. You know, if you don't have that, I think it ruins it a lot for me. Like the, I didn't, I couldn't even watch last year's. I thought it was so oh, it was terrible. terrible yeah. Um, but uh, and some of the other ones that I've seen in recent years, I, I didn't like as much. But I like that about when he hosts it. But um, yeah, the writing is always pretty dodgy. Uh, no, I mean, I mean, I thought it was written well. I just thought it was very safe and it was very like predictable. Yeah, yeah. I tell you, what was a great year was when Hugh Jackman hosted. Yeah, that it was, was great. it was good, but it was also a little weird because because uh, you're expecting a comedian. No, but I mean everything that they did comedically was funny. Yeah, yeah, I like the big opening number that year. I remember uh-huh. that was pretty good, but and I like him, you know, in general. So, um, yeah. So there's that. There's that. Anything else you want to say about the uh, Oscars? No. Um, no. I mean the rest of it was like. Predictable. I mean, just that, that was why the Meryl Streep thing was just a surprise because everyone was saying Viola Davis was going to win. And uh, For what? The help. Oh, okay. She didn't win? She did not win. No. She won like everything else, though. Did she? What'd she win for? Best car. What? Best car. Best car. Best hair. Best hair. Best. Best dress. Best dress. Shoes. 
<laughs> I don't even know if I know who that is. <laughs> Who's Viola Davis? Uh, she was in, did you see Doubt? Also with Meryl Streep? Doubt, Doubt. Or she, Meryl Streep's The Nun? No. Did not see that. Um, see, that's the thing. I didn't see this movie, but I've seen Meryl Streep movies where I really think she should have won. And like, you know, Doubt was one of those where I really think she should have won. I don't yeah. know that this movie, I haven't seen it yet. Did she use an accent? In Doubt? Maybe. Yeah, she had a, like a Boston accent. Oh, interesting. What, that Meryl Streep would use an accent? No. Just that it was Boston. Bostonian. <laughs> well, that's where it took place. <laughs> Father, that's park the car in the yard. <laughs> that's a great movie. He came to talk to Jesus, but I think he might be a retard. <laughs> What's that? I don't know. No, what was that? What was that? There was some movie. Uh, what was that movie? Oh, Gone Baby Gone. Where there, there was one scene where, you know, they're in a bar and. You think there's like the standoff between Casey Affleck's character and whoever he's with and the other people in there. And somebody calls one of them an effing retad. <laughs> just like the way they say it. So every time now there's a movie that takes place in Boston, I'm just waiting for somebody to say that. Right. That would have been great in Doubt. I would go see Doubt just for that if Meryl Streep called well, it's somebody not in the theaters a retad. Anymore. You could see that at home, actually. But does she call anybody a retad? No, she's a nun. Well, she might have a moment of weakness. You it's never know. Beeping. I hear beeping. There's a microwave over there that people use We're to heat up die. things We're quickly. all going to die. Um, for my best entertainment moment of the week, I'm actually this is kind of just a little kind of throwaway thing, but uh, what? <laughs> You're making a face. <laughs> well, um, I'm just preparing for the bigger face I'm gonna make. No, no, it's just like finishing all the the major quests of of Skyrim. You know, and being like essentially done with it. I mean, the other things I don't really care about. But I I didn't even realize that I before this I hadn't even been close to being finished with the Thieves Guild quests because I didn't want to get rid of the skeleton key. You know, so right. I didn't want to turn that in, and you can't become the leader of the Thieves right. Guild until after you do that. I don't know that I've gotten the skeleton key yet. Really? Yeah. Is it one of the first quests? If so, then no, I don't have it. no, no, no. Okay. No, I got it later in the game, but you know, it's like you don't want to give it up because right. it never breaks, so you can open any lock ever, right. which is cool. But um, so you did all the Brotherhood quests. I did all the Brotherhood that quests. Really cool. That was really cool. Yeah. Um, and that's when you were talking before about how the game can be played forever. One of the reasons that is that you can go back and talk to the night mother and she'll give right. you new quests, but there are these little dinky, right. you know, go and hit a button and come back and hit another button. Right. And they're kind of pointless at that point. Um, and then the same with the companions, the companions will give you quests over and over and over to go do other things. But there were some other companion quests that I hadn't done. And I, um, and one of them as part of one of those, I also cured my lycanthropy. So oh, you I, were able to do that? Yeah, so I'm no longer... Did you need a witch's head? I did. And I, those I found. In fact, it was when I was looking for them that I remember seeing the amulet of Mara that you need to get married. But now, again, like I said, I can't remember where I put it. So I'm going to have to go through all the containers and all the houses I own, and I'm not looking forward to that. I'll tell you no, right now. Because I furnished them all, too. So there's like a million containers in them, right. you know? But... I might go back at some point and try to like just build up some of the other skills because I also have it. I'm like level 49 and a half and I really want to get to level 60. I did do the thing with that guy uh-huh. uh, in Riften where you or whatever town that was where you can go and just keep like using a talking the, loop. And yeah, the talking loop. Uh, it takes a while, though. It does. And the way the I, I don't know how it is on the console, but to interrupt the speech, I'm sure you can just hit a button. It's there's like a little delay that you have right. to wait. Yep. So you have to like kind of time your clicks. Mm hmm. And it takes a little a little while, but I did get my speechcraft up to a hundred. Um, but like, I haven't invested in a store yet or anything. I haven't tried to sell all my other stuff. I haven't done a lot of crafting, so I may go back and do that stuff at some point. But I probably won't because it's all like tedious work. 
But uh, but when the when you know DLC is coming out. Uh, well, that's what I was gonna say. Have they so, announced anything? No. That's so weird. You know it well. Yeah. Eleven, twelve, one. What are you counting? What are you counting? Months since it was released. I would think they would have announced something already because most people probably finished it a long time ago. You know who were playing it seriously. Right. But um, yeah, so that was my best. Uh, anything else you want to go over? Nope. All right, so don't forget to visit us on Facebook. Send us uh, messages on there. We'd love to hear from you. And please, please go to iTunes. Uh, subscribe to the podcast there and leave us a review and a rating. We would greatly appreciate it. Do it. And uh, thanks, as always, for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.